0: Hey, you Join in on the fun with Derek and Romaine The phone line is open to the bitches Put us on Ditches.
1: speed dial
2: bitches It's 844-825-5367 That's 844-TALK-DNR ah. Starting in 5, 4, 3, 2 to be on the line next? 1 You're on Derek and Romaine
3: 2.0 Womp, here it is He's Derek
2: I am a bear chub I'm into bears, geeks, and daddies
0: She's Romaine.
3: She's a freak. I want a fat twat. Oh, my God.
2: What the fuck?
0: (laughs) This is Derek and Romaine. 2.0,
2: bitches. Oh, hey, everybody. This is Adam (laughs) Sank. I'm neither Derek nor Romaine, but I am here live in the DNR studios. Give us a call to talk to us, 844-825-5367. Uh, Derek and Romaine, as you probably know, are off on their leaf-peeping cruise of New England and Halifax. I love with, leaf-peeping, uh, Tom. Me- I love all kinds of peeping. Um, but yes, they're <laughs> off with a bunch of listeners. Uh, the only ones they aren't on the cruise with are the ones who are listening to us right now, the poor people who are <laughs> stuck at home in their miserable lives. So uh, I'm right there oh, wow. with you, honey. I'm, right, I'm, I'm in a sordid little radio studio on a Monday evening, drinking bad (laughs) coffee. So I feel your pain. Once again, this is Adam Sank. Uh, Joining me as always is uh, my favorite co-host, everyone's favorite chubby chorizo, Steve Cesaro. Hello, everybody. Welcome, Steve. Is this
3: this your first time on the Derek and Romaine show? This is my first time on the Derek and Romaine show. I'm so excited to be here.
2: Derek and Romaine listeners, (laughs) please welcome him. I'm sure you'll say all sorts of cunty things about both of us in the chat room. Uh, we will not uh, be looking at it.
3: As long as I'm named, because on, on our podcast I am not named. I am not Ryan. So dear friends, not Ryan is
2: here, and yes. I have a name. My former co-host was Ryan Frostig, and we had a listener refer to Steve as not, not Ryan. Ryan. And another one, Steve, is also there. <laughs> well, that was Scott being funny. <laughs> I know. Um JB is also here with us. Hello, JB Bercy behind huh. the board. Huh. So uh yeah, we all three of us are cruiseless. Um, I did see Derek and Romaine on Saturday as we were recording our episodes. We ran into them and Iris and a bunch of random listeners who, uh, for some reason, thought it was perfectly okay to take pictures of us through the window without asking.
3: They all also wanted to use the bathroom. They were like, where's the bathroom? And someone
2: took a wicked dump. It was disgusting.
3: I I was offended.
1: I I think they asked Romaine if they could take pictures. I saw them chatting with pictures, and she was like, sure. I was like,
2: oh! I don't mind if you take my picture, but first, let me know that you're taking it. Like, I don't, first of all, I hate profile shots of me because <laughs> my too. enormous Jewish schnoz is not attractive, and I have a Mexican flat head. <laughs> no, you have a lovely head. It's you give flat- great neck. heads, Steve. I do actually. I hear my tongue action is wonderful. Mm. <laughs> I <know>. But <laughs> I sometimes when I'm sitting because my back hurts, I sit like this. Can you explain what, what's happening?
3: Oh, he's sitting with his hand in his pocket, or in, his, in his underwear, fingering his hole.
2: Yeah, it looks like I'm fingering my hole because I like to rest my hand on the top of my ass crack and sort of hold the, the, the lower back place. in. And I look and I see this bitch shooting a picture of me through the window while I'm doing this. So it looks like, oh, here's Adam Sank picking his butt while hosting his podcast. But did it smell good? I don't smell it. And by the way, I don't smell down there ever. <gasps> I have a self-cleaning oven. Every
3: gay man (laughs) smells their crotch and their ass. You are disgusting. You're fired, Hi, listeners. It's so nice to be introduced this way. Get out of here. (laughs) Also, I sound very
2: live. Is my mic turned Oh, JB, we just tested the board, and now it's gone down. Oh, no, I
1: I lowered the iPad. Shut up, um, um, cunt.
2: Wait, it's still not loud enough.
1: How's this? Bottom. That's good. (laughs) Hello, everybody. So, uh... Um, After this weekend, Adam gave me notes, and I did some adjusting to our levels. So now we're going to see if this works out and if we're all happy.
2: Cute. I'm sort of convinced that you're sabotaging my show on purpose at (laughs) this point. Great. Because it's like week after week after week, there are audio problems. Okay. And the listeners don't email you about it. They email me. They like, every week I get an email from Gail. Why is the show so low? I can't hear a goddamn thing. I like that she sounds like Harvey <laughs> <laughs> She kind of does. Sorry, Gail. I love Gail. But uh and then I feel bad because I it's a problem I can't fix. Only you can fix it, JB. Only you have the power. I Only beg you. It, far, guest mic, board, phone, it all has to be perfect. Got it. But you know what? We love you, J.P. Sorry to have this That's little tantrum the on the LA. air, but I'm v- feeling feeling—I'm having a lot of feelings about this. <laughs> um, speaking of a lot of feelings, uh, we don't usually get to discuss breaking news on our show because we're a Saturday show, we're only once a week, and we record two episodes at a time. Yeah. So our news is old, <laughs> much like the host <laughs> of the show. Aww. But...
0: <laughs> And it's
2: a big butt. There was a big story that broke today that people, including Steve, kept texting me about involving <laughs> Patti LuPone. And I am confused f- by the story for many reasons. So let me let me lay it out, what I know, Steve, and then you okay. can fill in the holes, so to speak. I love filling in the hole. So Patti LuPone, legendary Broadway diva, famous for many reasons, one of which is that she once yelled at an audience member who was taking pictures of her with his phone while she was performing in – the revival of Gypsy. Correct. She stopped the show and she was like, you have been told not to take pictures. I don't know why I'm doing Joan Crawford, but that's kind of <laughs> my imitation today. And she also yelled at somebody for not wearing a mask during COVID. So cut to recently, I guess like a week ago. Yeah. Lilius White, another legendary Broadway diva who's black, is the star uh, currently starring in Town. And she spotted what she thought was an audience member with a recording device, and she pulled a Patty LuPone. She screamed at them. Then it turned out the person was actually hearing impaired, and their device was a legitimate sanctioned – I guess it, it translates sound into subtitles? I think so. That's what it seemed like to me. So then Lilius White was slammed for yelling at a deaf person <laughs> over a legitimate device. And then I guess today or yesterday, black Twitter – started blasting the situation, saying, why is it when this white woman yells at an audience member, that's great, and we all applaud it, and when this black woman does it, she gets shamed and criticized? Now, so far, this kind of makes sense to me, and I'm totally following it logically, but here's where it takes a strange twist. Today, Patti LuPone announces that she's turning in her equity card, as if that's a, a thing, and basically quitting her career. She's not going to be on Broadway anymore. Correct. Now, explain to me why Patty LuPone is upset. See,
3: this is this is how I see it, and maybe I could be wrong, maybe JB you have a different opinion. I think she's upset because she's being compared in a similar but very different situation. She yells at someone for recording her, for not wearing the mask. You know, they're doing the things that you're not supposed to be doing. What happened in this other situation was a mistake made by this other actress, which was she thought she was being recorded live, but she actually wasn't. It was just the hearing impaired person using their iPhone, which makes sense. She was confused because it looked like the iPhone doing that. You know, hang I'm, if listeners, I'm holding my phone to Adam, um, which looked like she was recording it. So she thought that was the same thing. And she got upset and yelled. Patty is upset because she's like, stop comparing me. It's not the same. I did it for a legitimate reason. This other person but Lilius, thought,
2: Lilius White thought, thought she was she doing was, it for a legitimate a reason. So so Lilius you know,
3: White didn't do anything wrong she either. She didn't do anything wrong. It was a mistake. She should just say, I'm sorry. In my opinion, I think Patty should just say, look, she made a mistake. It's a little bit different, but she's since apologized, so let's let it go. Instead, Patty's like... Y'all stop dragging me through the mud. Why are you bringing me into this? I'm doing it for a legitimate reasons. I'm yelling at people.
2: But one, I feel for food, like for the other. I feel like Patty thinks that someone's calling her racist and nobody is. Oh, no, no. The the racism in the story is the the uh, unequal reactions Correct. from like the general culture to both of these Broadway divas yelling at audience members. Yes. And in my opinion, Lilius White is as guiltless as Patti LuPone. I think they both oh, yeah. thought they were being recorded. They both took matters into their own hands and yelled at an audience member. I'm sure Lilius White feels terrible finding out now that it was a deaf person. She certainly yes. wouldn't have yelled if she had known that. I don't know right. if she's made a statement. But Patty LuPone quitting her Broadway seems like a gross overreaction to a story that isn't really about her. Like, I get that it's about her, but it's not about her. Right. It's not about her at all. And no one's of, calling her
3: out. No, but they're saying it's sort of like a look at this white woman. Why is this white woman? Why is she being treated differently? What, you know, Patty Lapone, Patty Lapone, like she does it. It's sort of like take, you know, take race out of it. The complaint is. Why does Patty Lupone get away with it regardless of the situation? And why does Lilith not get away with it? Lilius. Lilius. Lili- not, Lili- Lilith Lilith. not get wife. away with it um, regardless of the situation. Like it's sort of that they're forgetting that one
2: was a mistake, the other one sort of seems appropriate. Here's what I would have done if I were Patty if I were Patty Lupone's publicist. And if you're listening publicist, this is what you should do. <laughs> she instead of quitting She simply could have ignored the whole thing or she could have released a statement that said, I stand with Lilius White and I agree that there shouldn't be a different standard for a white woman as for a black woman. And I know Lilius is a dear woman and I know she wouldn't have yelled at this person if she had known. Like Patty could so be the good guy here yeah, and instead she looks like an insane cunt, (laughs) She's also Patty. Shut
3: up, cunt! Just, you know, and apparently that she had already said at the end of Company
2: that she was turning in her card that she hated everybody. Yeah, but she. This, I mean, that again, Steve. You and I talked about Patty Lupone mm-hmm. on this uh, most recent episode of The yeah. Ass, and you were like, "Oh, she gets a bad rap, but she's really great." And I was like, "No, she's not. <laughs> she fights with everybody. She has a bad story about every person she's ever worked <laughs> with. And when that's the case, it you." Listen, when, it, Patty, not them. when Patty and I worked
3: together, she was great and whenever she yelled at somebody, it was for a legitimate reason and it was
2: usually because but they weren't But that's like saying Donald enough. Trump has always been nice to me. Like you have to look at the to- <laughs> this is a problem with you, Steve. You have to look at the totality of someone's behavior. They can't just red. be nice to you. They have to be nice to everyone. She's, I listen, don't get me wrong. I think she's one of the most talented people ever. I would pay good money to see her live on stage. And I have many times, but she's not a nice person.
3: I, I, you know, I,
2: we're not going to compare it to Donald Trump because that is very different. I mean, that affects people's lives. Patty's not affecting lives. Correct. You know, so let's, that's an extreme example that I use to prove the point, but I'm (laughs) sure there are people in Trump's life. That think he's nice. That are just very nice. Um, Although really, maybe not. I don't think so. Um,
3: I totally lost my train of thought because I'm like... Because I was shaming you. (laughs) I know. Patty, if you're listening to me, I still love you. I love you too, (laughs) but you're a cunt. You did something Um, very stupid today. But you know what? It was probably stupid. Like I said, it might have been a little press ploy. She's got nothing going on right now. Maybe it's that. What is that sound? I don't
2: know. I think I feel like that gremlin that was on the airplane <laughs> story that we did <laughs> going <clears throat> throat> <clears throat> 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 We did a story on uh it's it was actually in the second episode so no one's heard it yet. It it oh. premieres for DNR subscribers next Saturday. But we did a story about um <laughs> there was this flight and in the middle of the flight passengers suddenly start hearing <clears throat> it's pretty funny over the intercom yeah. and no one knows where it's coming from and it continues for the whole flight and the flight attendants like ladies and gentlemen we understand there's an annoying noise happening over the speaker right now we don't know where it's coming from and we're trying to figure it out we apologize and like as she's talking it's like <laughs> <sighs> and no one knows how it could have happened because these uh plane intercom systems pa systems are not wi-fi enabled you can't hack them yeah they know where all of the transmitters are on the plane so it's not like someone could be hiding with a transmitter There's under like a the tooth speakers yeah. yeah it's yeah. jb said it scared him and makes him not want to ever fly yeah
1: because that's someone had to really again that's a hardwire hack you can't just do it remotely you have to be on the plane to do something like that and that's no, that's like someone controlling my plane from their room and then decide to crash into a mountain because they feel like it. Okay. I mean,
2: if it is that, it is that is that scary. Is very... But at least they seem like they have a sense of humor and they're not trying to hurt anyone. <laughs> yes. I mean, I would laugh about it. I I was laughing my ass off watching the video. You can, yeah. if you guys, if any of you uh, can find Emerson Collins on social media. He posted about it, and uh, he has like two minutes of sound from the plane with his facial expressions and his remarks and captions.
3: And also his, his very homosexual voice going, guys, there is a noise on the plane right now, and it's so funny. He goes... Who is
2: having a puke yank? <laughs> the puke yank. Who says puke yank number one? <laughs> he said it sounds like someone is throwing up and jerking off at the same time. I'm a puke screamer. When you puke, do you... Uh... <laughs> is that...
1: Is that... Oh, oh, <laughs> Are
2: we hitting our sounds at the same time, JB? That was like double time jerking off. Uh,
1: no, I, I'm on the wrong page to hit the jerk off thing. But mm-hmm. no, that was just you.
2: Um, well, anyway, I'm sure the two listeners <laughs> who are out there listening to this show were fascinated by the Patty LuPone story. If you'd like to call in and weigh in on that or anything else, the number is 844-825-5367. I would love that. Did you know that uh,
3: today is the first thing you can apply for loan forgiveness from the federal government? Today's the day.
2: I didn't know that. Yeah. But what I did hear this morning on NPR is that there's like 800,000... Uh you're talking about the Biden student loan mm-hmm. thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's like eight hundred thousand people with student loan debt to whom this new law does not apply. Like they're just shit out of luck because they have older loans oh. that were guaranteed by private banks and companies and the government oh. can't forgive those. So they're they were like these people were cheering and celebrating thinking that their student debt was paid off by this decision by the White House and now they're, they're shit out of luck. I don't even remember who I had my student loans with. I paid them off last year. Oh, so good for you. Them. Thank you. I didn't have Very much exciting. luckily. Um, I don't remember either, no. but, but yeah, I paid them off a long time ago.
3: Just uh, thinking of topics.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, here's a topic. <laughs> I tested positive for chlamydia today. Oh my God. Specifically
3: <laughs> <laughs> There it is. <laughs>
2: Specifically oral chlamydia. Well otherwise (laughs) known as cocksucker's disease.
3: Your your uh what do you call it? Um your tagline is if it's in your hand Uh, you're gonna suck it, so I guess you sucked the wrong dick.
2: I guess I did. (laughs) You know, we were just talking on a recent episode about how I almost never get STDs. (laughs) (laughs) You bitch. (laughs) But uh yeah, I went for my um all my regular tests and blood work and so forth this past Thursday. And I thought I had gotten all the results Sunday because I got like a ton of test results by uh, email, and it was everything was negative and you know normal, and it was all great news, and I was like, negative for syphilis and negative, negative for <laughs> rectal gonorrhea." And I was like, woohoo. And then my doctor, Tom, texts <laughs> me that. today. he's like, "You have oral gonorrhea. <laughs> I've called in your prescription to Dwayne Reed." Uh-
3: <laughs> At least you don't have to get
2: the shot for that one, right? Or is it no, giving you the shot? No, it's just two. It's two pills a day for seven days. It's doxycycline. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I mean, there are worse things I could do. Then, get then with suck a, boy. a dick or two.
3: No, that's it. Go with boy. I so, did have
2: to notify someone immediately. Was it me? What do you think? <laughs> no, it wasn't me. Oh uh, no! No, a long-term fuck buddy. Uh, oh. not the one that's friends with you, mm. uh, whom I love. <laughs> and he was cool about it. He was happy that I told him. It may not have been him. Did you have
3: any symptoms?
2: No. That's what's scary about yeah. a lot of these STIs is you just never, you don't know until you get a test. The last time
3: I had something, not that I've ever had anything in my life, but if I did, please, my throat was itchy and scratchy and I was coughing a lot. And I was like, maybe I have strep throat. And my friend looked at me and he goes, no, nah, you have chlamydia. And I was like, this so my friend James. And I was like, I do not. He goes, you have chlamydia. And lo and behold, if I had had this disease, the disease came positive in my alleged test. Tell me again what your symptoms were. I had like a scratchy throat
2: and cough and it like a hurt to swallow. Felt like strep throat. You know, I did have a terrible cold about a week ago, but it was like it was a cold. It wasn't really sore throat. My throat was OK. It
3: was the chlamydia cold.
2: It was just <laughs> the infamous chlamydia cold. You know,
3: but here's what I've I have learned. Which I, I was listening, dear listener. I was telling uh, Adam earlier today. Is our doctor Tom has actually made it, not to say that it's normal to get STIs, but he's like, "What are you so worried about?" He's like, "You can treat it. You go to the doctor." He's like, "That's the joy of getting tested. You find out you have something, you get treated, and you walk away." It goes, "There." It's very little things. You know, there's some things that are more emotionally um, hectic to someone, but other than that, he's like. Almost everything is treatable, and you're fine. He goes. Well, so we you, you get
2: it? We're lucky that we have a young gay man as our doctor yes. who has that attitude, because there are plenty of doctors out there who are not, uh, who, who who do not have that bedside manner, yeah. and will shame their patients for testing positive for for anything, yeah. But yeah, he's great. I love Tom.
3: So I think listeners, if you have an issue, don't worry. It's like you know, do you get strep throat? Sure. Do you take medication for it if it's bacterial? So then what happens? Well, you're fine. listen,
2: you don't want to get STI after STI after STI. For one thing, it lowers your uh, immune system's ability to fight other illnesses like COVID and monkeypox and all that other shit. But also, to be constantly taking antibiotics is not good for your system, and it also creates resistant bacteria. Yeah. So if you can avoid them, then you should. Yeah. But it's also not something to feel like you're a terrible person or you're... Disgusting or dirty, just because you happen to come into contact with this particular bacteria, you can have sex once a year, yeah, and it's just the wrong person that yeah. you had sex with. You could just have bad bad luck. As I said, I normally have good luck. I, I sleep have, with thousands of people a year. I have, and I rarely had get an STI.
3: Bad luck for the past two years. If I were a person that was sexually active,
2: Steve, <laughs> who are we kidding here? Yeah.
3: I You're have both
1: dirty, dirty horse, and know. you all should get tested. I, I forget how long, but I think it's like every three months.
2: Yeah. But, that's a know, good that's a good uh bet. Just
1: keep up with your testing and listen to right. your doctors.
2: I Listeners, can't. call us at 844-825-5367 <laughs> and tell us about your most hilarious STI experiences.
3: You know what I do have to say? I contractually have to get tested every four months.
2: Yes, yeah, Steve, the Derek and Romaine audience may not know about your right. special role. Well, if you and go to... And I don't
3: to, mean your penis. To com, you will see what my face looks like. Scroll, I'm no longer the, uh, the top person at the top of the page. I'm, you have to kind of dig. But if you go to the now Spanish you're the- version... Bottom. Bottom. <laughs> if you scroll down to the middle of the page, you'll see my face both, both in English and Spanish. Because, yes, I do speak both languages fluently. Um, but, yeah, I am i am one of the spokespersons now. No longer the first, but I'm still there. I was just renewed for another three years. And you, you were funny. on a TV commercial, too. I was on several TV commercials. They've just changed it again. You've made some bank from that. Yes, I have. I just got another check yesterday. It was very nice. No, yesterday was Sunday. Saturday.
2: I was nice. um, I was in the running to be the spokesman for Biktarvi.
3: <gasps> we would have made a commercial together. I made it with, uh, what do you call it, the girl that washes her dog. <laughs> we made a commercial together. But I so, thought you were Descovy. I'm Discovy, but it was one of the internal, like, what has Biktarvi done for you? What have Discovy done? And then they oh. share it to all the doctors.
2: Yeah, I mean, because I'm HIV positive. So I would have been one of the people saying, like, I take Biktarvi and my viral load is undetectable. and. Now I can suck dick anytime I want. I don't understand why they
3: don't sponsor our show. We have two people that have been in the running. I know. For the show. It's your turn, JB. Where's where's your
2: commercial? Well, I didn't get it either. Oh,
1: yeah. That was the whole point. She didn't get the commercial. Were you listed? Only was, you're like the, the only one
2: who's who's found fame and fortune in the uh
3: No fame. Actually, in, actually a little bit because in,
2: in the world of sexual addiction.
3: People at the Hoods campground are like, "Have I seen you?" Uh, no. Currently it's playing on Hulu. They're like, I saw you on Hulu. I was like, Oh, that's yeah. great. No one tells me when these things.
1: You know what's on.
2: funny? I never see you except really? for when it first came out and you were posting about it. I, mean, yeah. I watched it, but no, I don't.
1: I don't. And I don't I'm, on, it. I'm on I didn't uh, even Scruff. Know about just now. I'm on.
3: Really? Yeah. I'm on Scruff a lot. Like nice. both the commercial and personally. <laughs> if I was Bottom. such a horror.
1: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, one of the horrors and spokesperson of what?
3: Of uh, <laughs> uh, the uh. for prep.
2: <laughs> Actual audio <laughs> of Steve
3: testing out uh, the uh, testing out Discovery. Right? <laughs> the validity of it but yeah so it's it's fine you know I'm very on at five o'clock I realize it's much easier to have a full-on
2: conversation than on Saturday mornings when we do our show
3: <laughs> well uh, you're uh, my warm-up is listening to the JB's just got his arms crossed he is just like the fuck is this kid talking he's about pissed about at,
2: he's pissed at me because I said he sabotages hey, my show
1: why is that we assuming this is my piss I'm just chilling you guys guys I'm just chilling he has, re- he has chill? resting bitch face <laughs> <laughs> no true, not true. with those beautiful <laughs> white
3: teeth and that perfect smile he's oh, you got
1: you tried that teeth are not white but thank you so much
3: they no, are teeth, JB. Oh, yeah. they're very white thank you. Thank you. you don't think they're white no
2: they're whiter than the average person's yeah. for sure they look, a, look yeah. around there's some yellow and brown teeth out there
3: look
2: around look around <laughs> oh, some yellow radio. and brown teeth out there
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got to s- for everything we're so
2: punchy yeah unlike <laughs> you Steve this is the worst day and time for me to be trying to do a radio show like uh, Saturday mornings I'm ready I'm prepped not the way you're prepped. <laughs> I have my rundowns and my stories all printed out. And uh, actually, I'm
3: cleaned out just now, so you know, I'm good
2: for you. I'm gonna go have
3: Mexican after this. Though. Honestly, real
1: talk. Back in the day where we had the in the other studio, the the first one and the second one, I used to come We the Sundays and Saturdays. I used to clean out all the time because I I met I met a man.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you'd clean out here. No, oh, at home home, and then come here work. What and happened man, to him? I lost contact hmm. yeah happens to most of my fuck buddies yeah. it's a sad story. um
2: <laughs> by the way <laughs> no. i if you listen to the ask this saturday you'll hear me mention this but uh i received a what i thought was an unsolicited sex toy no not i'm sorry not a sex toy a um the a, pumpkin toy a doucher a uh a douche bulb
1: Yes, a oh. douchebag.
2: <laughs> I received a douchebag, and it came in this like nicely wrapped little gift, and I didn't know who, who it was from. And then after you left the studio, Steve JB found the card.
1: Oh, I, I emptied out all the paper stuff because it was a lot of confetti. Sis, why did you put so much confetti? I don't in know. Talk about they it. packed
2: it like it was like it was a, like a Faberge egg. It's a it's a rubber ball. Yeah. But anyway, I still don't know who the guy is. Yeah. But he's like, here it is, Adam. It took us two years to come up with it because it's the only one like it enjoy and it's by like Arinos or an- anus aneros ain the word anus was part of the name <laughs> did we just get a sponsor and not know it because i think i may have gotten an email i get a lot of emails for people pitching shit to this show and it's usually stuff i'm not interested in and i may have gotten an email that said like hey can we send you this and i probably said sure because i'm never going to say no to something free but i <laughs> if that happened i completely forgot about it <laughs> so, anyway, it's sitting in my closet right now. I don't use them as as the listeners know. I only need soap and water to clean my hole thoroughly with a little finger with with some finger action. Douching is not good for you. We've had an anal surgeon on the show to tell us that uh it robs your body of things that you need <laughs> of your natural moisture and it <laughs> irritates you and it actually makes your anus more prone to sexually transmitted infections
3: wow that explains my year.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean it's it just makes sense that if you're constantly squirting water up your ass and pushing it out you're gonna fuck up your ass but when you say it that way i mean it's it sounds violent it is kind of violent <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: i've never had a violent experience while cleaning
2: so you're telling me that we don't have a single phone call Yes. Should I open the chat room and see if anyone's even listening? I mean, this I mean, feels like masturbation at there are this point.
1: listening; they're asking for attention, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to show people attention because I'm a shady bitch. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean they're
2: asking for attention?
1: Oh, uh, like uh, okay. So one of the questions was, "Hey, how do you know if you had like what are the symptoms of your throat gonorrhea, or throat, throat syphilis?" I,
2: I don't have any. Yeah, he has no symptoms. That's the answer. I did. I had no idea I had that. I had it until. Um, Whatchama Bobbit until my doctor told me that I had tested positive for it. Oh, and someone you says You need to get a throat swab.
1: And someone says is Aeranos their best noise for their uh, for their t- for their anal toys? So oh apparently it's the anal toy. What
2: well, oh <laughs> shit, why is this
1: Shh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. What?
2: Sorry, that's me. That's totally me, you guys. I was trying to open the chat room and All for right, some the reason. Chat room.
3: What else we got? Listeners, I want to, pe- I want to participate uh, in this uh, chat room. What, I'm just what, glad people go. are listening. You go. Ooh, yeah, sure. Steve,
2: tell me what they're saying. Let's see. Um, are people... Oh, look at this. Read the shadiest comments, because I'm sure there are many.
3: Um,
1: you got scroll up. Oh, I was like... It Come on, sis. Oh, but is this live?
3: Yes. Like, they're
2: listening to us in comments? They're, they're like yes. a, minute, a minute behind.
3: Oh, someone used beta yesterday. Good for you, Port Fierce. Uh, oh, they're talking about Derek Romain... Oh, Port Fierce also has a lot of student loan debt. Uh, It feels like the Department of Education bought out the loan. They should be able to forgive it. Yeah, they're not going to do that. That's cute. Um, Yeah, there's... I'm on Discovery. Just checked my results. All clear. Because it worked for you, Robert, in San Antonio. Yay! Yay! Good for you. Um, Actually, you know what? I had a conversation. Here's a good conversation today. I had a conversation with somebody who is uh, going to break up with their partner because they have now been dating for five months mm-hmm. and their partner just disclosed to them a few weeks ago that they were HIV positive. Oh, wow. So, I, I, this is a tough one. I don't Wait, know if. Have it... they had sex? Oh, yeah. A of lot. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five months,
2: JB. Yeah. I mean,.
1: Wow, ladies. Okay, I guess I guess I'm an actual lady in my relationships. Speak directly into the mic, please. This is why we get complaints. In my relationships, I um, it's, it takes me a while to have sex because I'm a shy person, and usually, like again, while I'm just having random sex with someone, it's just I'm there for the fun. I know what I want, and time to get out. But if I'm dating, it's a
2: but here's the, thing. so here's the conundrum, JB, and yes. I myself have faced this. Yes, let's say you're having what you believe is just going to be a random mm-hmm. hookup. Mm-hmm. And the person's on PrEP, and so you feel you don't need to disclose to them that you're HIV positive, especially because you're on meds and there's no way you can transmit. But then you guys really hit it off, Mm -hmm. and you start seeing each other. Yep. At what point do you disclose, and how long long must go by before it becomes, like, too long? Like, five months is definitely too long. That's exactly what happened. And here's what I – What happened was. What happened was.
3: And here's how I feel. You know, one, I'm on prep, so like, not that I'm invisible, but you know, there's, I feel very invincible. But two is invisible
2: I, or invincible?
3: Yes. <laughs> Whichever one is the correct English Steve, way. are you invisible? Sometimes. I can invincible. see you. Invincible. Um, I think it's hard for the person that's HIV positive. Like, I know times have changed and I know things are, and I'm, I'm I, this is me assuming things about, you know, the people in the room. Right. I think. It's got to be tough to, like, make that call of when is the right time. The right time is when it's right for you. And for the other person to dictate that, even in a solid relationship, I think if it's a real solid relationship, then it's like, okay, are you taking your pills? This is me personally as the non-HIV positive person saying, okay, are you taking your pills? Great. Mm -hmm. I'm on discovery PrEP. Fine. So, like, we're good. And it's like, thanks for telling me that must have been really hard for you. I'm just happy that you told me you found the courage to tell me at some point.
2: Okay, so a couple things. First of all, if anyone asks me the question, are you yeah. positive or negative, at any point in my knowing them, I will always tell them the truth 100%. Yeah. That is my policy. As far as disclosure, I get what you're saying. Like, why, why is the HIV-positive person forced to disclose this personal information about themselves? But I think when you're in a relationship, you're trying to build trust. Yes, and you're trying to create intimacy. Yeah. If I dated someone for five months and after five months they told me they had type one diabetes, yeah, that's not something I can catch. It's not about that. Yeah. I would just be like, "Why the fuck did you wait five months to tell me?" Like, yeah. it would make me feel like, "What else are you are you withholding from that's me, the, and my why?" Point.
1: Okay. See now now here's here's my conundrum with this thing because. I agree, you're right. I should disclose it when I feel like I'm ready. Yeah. Yes, it took me five months to tell you, but I'm telling you now. Like this is the situation. I probably wasn't comfortable to tell you right then and there because not everyone's comfortable to talk about yeah. things like that. Because I know with me, it's it still takes me a while to talk about. Like, I I it's disclose to us. Yeah, like
2: anything I find out five months into dating you, I'm gonna f- I'm gonna feel a little strange about. Regardless, yeah. even if it's that like. Something happened in your family when you were young. I mean, I get that there are some things that are really hard to talk about and that you don't want people to know. But again, yeah. if if you're trying to build a relationship with me, the way to do that for me is to be vulnerable and to yeah. tell me about yourself. And I'm going to do the same because I'm a fucking open book. You know, like it. Yeah. I, it to me, it it would make me like – feel a little less close to them i don't know that i would end it but i would certainly be like all right let's lay our cards on the table what else have you not told me i
1: see but then you're talking about being vulnerable and not and not everyone mm gets just be vulnerable when they are people shun them and close off Me, this i'm talking about me especially like i can't be vulnerable because i've been vulnerable in the past and it's never worked out so it takes me a while to open up and express myself I, I don't know this' it's, I think it's my philosophy
2: about. of life, j b is make yourself vulnerable to everyone. No one can hurt you if you're the one revealing your secrets. No one can use anything against you because you're saying this is me. This is who I am. This is my past. Love me for it or hate me for it, or don't care about me. But this, I'm going to be honest and show you who I am because i am I'm not ashamed of it. you know? Mm-hmm. like like I feel like what you're talking about is almost internalized shame,
1: yes. That's, that's exactly what it, it is shame I'm not gonna lie right? excuse me I'm not gonna lie tonight it is a shameful part of me and that's something I have to deal with but again if I'm in a relationship with someone you if you want to accept me this is a part of it and there, it's it's hard it mm-hmm. is hard like again maybe this person has walls and that's why it took them the five months to yeah. do that it's I can't speak on others I can only speak for on myself yeah. I like, hear what you're saying
2: and I hard. know it's hard but if you're gonna if you want someone to love you then they should love you for who you actually are, and not who they think you are. Mm. And they won't know who you actually are if you haven't opened up and told them all the all the, the the good and the bad and everything that's going on. You know, that's just the way I see it. And this has suddenly become like an episode of I know the Oprah Winfrey I Show. W- I was just With, trying to
3: think. I'm like, what's a lighter topic without the ratings? Like of like good, <laughs> oh gosh, no, we're gonna get good ratings. Listen do you have to say.
2: Tell it. Call, call us at what? What's <laughs> the chat room saying now? Um,
1: they they were asking about that time you got STD on the cruise, and they were trying to figure that out for a bit. <laughs> so so on, the, happening.
2: on the cruise, on the cruise, if I'm not mistaken, that was anal uh, chlamydia <laughs> or gonorrhea. It was something in my butt, and I know who I got it from, but I'm never gonna reveal it. What what in the butt?
3: What what in the? Butt? I will
2: just say this: it was worth it.
3: Do you know who you got uh, yeah. oral chlamydia from?
2: I, well, as I said, it could have been my fuck buddy. Or it could have been someone at the gym.
1: Wait, also, question wasn't it the same cruise that uh ADD <laughs> Jeff was on? Because I feel like I've heard, I've heard this story recently because I've been listening to the old Derek and Romaine. I don't
2: believe he was on that cruise. Okay, the 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 I was um, so I was the comedian, it's the only time I've ever been on a DNR cruise. Okay. Derek and Romain invited me to be like the in house comedian for the group. Someone
1: said yes, he was, he was on that, cruise. really, yes, okay.
2: I'm sorry, I don't remember, but I, the people I remember being there from DNR, I remember uh, Tyson was one of the Cabot Cabana boys. I was a Cabana boy, and then there were a couple like sort of rent boy slash porn star types that were Cabana boys, and I, yeah, I guess Ad Jeff was there. I did not get it from him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to tell tales about Jeff because he's no longer with us. Uh, but I swear, oh. I swear to you it was not him. I like sex. I know. <laughs> I know you do. I'm glad the listeners remember that, though. Wow.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. uh,
2: it's probably why Derek and Roman have never asked me back.
0: Yeah,
1: they're saying that was, Jeff was there and apparently – I'm trying to remember because it was a story. About someone having sex. Wait, no, because he was there because you two was having a conversation about someone you want to fuck. And you did get a chance uh-huh. to fuck that person.
2: Hmm. Wow, you have a better memory than I do. You weren't even I get, there, JB. Yeah, because
1: I, I have the DNR archive. I'm making a memorial mm-hmm. best of for Jeff. So oh, right. All this I need to get stuff.
2: you something for that.
1: <laughs> no, Listeners,
3: for sure. if you want to see JB, Adam, and Steve Chazar on the next DNR cruise, make sure you let them know because I would love
2: to go on a cruise. Me too. <laughs> I've been go. waiting to be invited back. I thought I did well with the stand-up comedy. I'm not it a It was comedian. well attended. It was, people were laughing, applauding. But, uh, and everyone got to see my asshole. Listen.
1: Oh my God, someone just and said your hole is unforgettable. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I, I
2: ended with my famous impression of John Travolta getting a massage from a man, which basically is me pulling down my pants and spreading my ass cheeks.
3: Oh my God. My tagline, if I ever go on a DNR cruise, will be clean hole, no
2: waiting. <laughs> oh, that you told us that that's a guy at the I woods. Know. It's a guy at the woods, the camp woods campground. campground who s- stands there at the sex area and goes clean hole, no waiting.
3: Clean <laughs> hole, no waiting. Can you so, imagine? Isn't so hot, so attractive.
0: Ass open to the wind, <laughs> stick it in. Here I am.
1: God, like my problem is, I, I see the porns where the bottom is just getting down like a dirty whore, and part of me is like, yes, bottoms, I want this so badly. But the other part of me is like, oh, me too. Sis, can you, can you want this? you barely get it down as is. Can you handle four niggas running through you? Ooh. I don't think so. Like, I don't think so. I
2: don't uh, condone the, Listen, the use of the, the N-word word on this show, Jimmy. <laughs> but you can get away with it. Um, yeah, I mean, I could never be a porn star. Oh, that's us. I could never. How the fuck do you open the chat room? Can you open it on my phone? I can't figure it out. Um We had – what's his name on our show a couple years ago? He's an author who wrote a book called How to Have Sex Like a Porn Star.
1: Oh, yes. I remember him.
2: Um, God, I know him too. I'll think of it. But basically he was saying that the dirty secret of porn is that almost all of those people are on drugs. That like to get pounded that aggressively for that long by such a huge dick, uh, you have to be high most of the time. Um, oh. There are ways you can train your hole and get become a better bottom and build stamina and you know elasticity and so forth. <laughs> but I definitely could not. I mean, when I see someone getting fucked oh, for like forty five minutes, I'm like, Are you kidding me? I'm done in like ten uh, minutes. Michael
1: Alvera? A- a-
2: oh, um, <laughs> you're yeah. totally right, Mike, Michael Alviar. M- Michael Alviar yeah. Alviar. yeah, sorry about that, Michael. If you're
3: listening,
1: sorry, <laughs> Michael. So sorry, <laughs> but yes. Uh, You know,
3: if I were a person that has has been a part of a gangbang, after like the second one, you just kind of like magically open and it just feels good. And then you get into the kink of it. Okay,
1: I get that. Because again, I have long sessions with long... Right. So, you know, once you're in that mindset, after the first
3: few
2: pumps... I don't don't have long sessions with anyone. No?
3: Oh, okay. I
2: always say to the top, this is like my thing. When I'm getting (laughs) fucked... About two minutes in, I go, and I try to make it sound sexy, too. I go, you can come whenever you want, <laughs> <laughs> which means please Hurry. come fast. I have fast.
3: actually stopped saying that when I'm, like, over it because I realize the moment I suggest they should finish, it all just goes downhill from that. And then, I like, almost everybody starts to, like, get in their head. And they're like, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't say. I'm just like, "Yeah." like, the suggestion of you can come anytime. They're like,
2: oh. And then I have it good. open now.
3: How did you figure it out?
2: It, it, it's hard to oh. figure it out, but, it's, but yeah, I've got it <laughs> open on my phone now. The most recent comment was, um, he's probably not one of the five listening, Shade Bell. I don't know who they're referring to.
3: Oh, the uh, person that you had sex with.
2: Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, and then someone said, I found the book, How to Bottom Like a Porn Star. And Jockman Jeff says, welcome, Adam. All right, now we're in real time.
1: Yay. Hello,
2: five people. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Hello. i so glad I left my apartment and came down to the studio for I'm this. I'm happy you're here. <laughs> no, I'm happy too. So one of the topics I thought we would talk about today, we have about 20 minutes left and clearly no phone calls. Um, <laughs> you're so angry about that. I was you know, thinking- Side
1: note to the phone call thing. The chat room has said you should call it, not not you, but- Referring to someone else who asks questions, like you should just call in and ask. True. But again, you yeah. can call it any time and ask us questions.
3: Absolutely, absolutely And what is the phone number, just in case they don't remember?
2: I think the people in the chat room. Here's my theory: I think they really like being in the chat room, and if they call, they're going to miss some this, chat. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's five. It's eight four four eight two five five three six seven. So the other thing I was going to talk about is what has been pissing you off lately, and I don't mean like Trump or like political shit. I mean like just. Pet peeves in your everyday life. And I will start. Okay. Because lately, biking around New York City, which is how I mostly get around, I am infuriated by the morons who are in the bike lane. People think that the bike lane is a great place to stand with a group of people and talk. They think it's a great place to push your fucking baby in a stroller. They think it's a great place to like camp out. No, the bike lane is for bikes. And if you're in my fucking way, I'm going to hit you. (laughs) You know what really grinds my gears? That really grinds grinds my my gears. gears, So I've been thinking about this a while. And I will yell at you if you're in the way. I shame people. When I was um, biking up 8th Avenue the other day, and there's a big, wide sidewalk. It's in front of the old post office, which is now the new Penn Station Annex. Mm -hmm. Huge, wide, open sidewalk. In the bike lane, as I'm biking, there is a straight couple with their baby coming towards me, pushing the baby in a stroller. And I first I go, bike lane! And they sort of move like an inch over to the side, but they're still in the bike lane. And as I pass them, I go, this is not a good place to walk your baby!
0: (laughs) and I realized after I said it that
2: like that's not technically what you call like pushing a baby in a stroller it's not walking your baby but it's all I could think of you know what really grinds my gears
3: when I'm walking in the bike lane and this asshole comes up behind me and he goes bike lane and I get so mad (laughs) shade you know what I do have to say a few years ago this is Anybody who lives in New York, uh, listeners, if you live in New York, you know that you can basically walk anywhere and you're just going to piss somebody off, but people walk in the bike lane, people walk in the middle of the street. It doesn't matter. You just walk wherever you need to walk within reason. So I wasn't paying attention. I'm sure I was doing a million things while I was walking. This is when I was still working in theater. And I accidentally pushed somebody off of their bike and into us one of those big cement potters. Oh,
2: My God, that is my nightmare.
3: Well, it happened and the person was knocked out and I freaked out. And I was like, Oh my God. And then people are like, call nine one one, call like, I mean, he hit his head so hard. And this is um front of the uh what a worldwide plaza On 59th, you know where those big planters are in front of – you know what I'm talking about? Anybody? No? Okay, great. So he hit his head, and people were, like, screaming, call 911. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm going to go to jail. I just killed someone. (laughs) So luckily, I I walked over to make sure that he was breathing, and then he turned around, and, of course, he was mad at me and started screaming at me. But people were still, like, calling him. I am like, good, you're alive. And I'm just going (laughs) to – I kept walking because I'm like, this man is going to kill me.
2: I mean, I think I would have maybe called an ambulance. No, and... someone did call the ambulance. Like I knew it was coming. Like I made
3: sure it was okay. But I don't even think I had my citizenship at that point. So I was very,
2: <laughs> I was very scared for what was about to happen. He was happen. probably like, goddamn Mexican immigrant. <laughs> I know,
3: ladies and gentlemen, I am a citizen at this point. So I know all the rights of the United States are, are due onto me. But I was very scared at that moment.
1: Okay, so two things from the chat room. One, Jack B. Jeff said. Water sports pissed me off. Ha ha. Funny. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes on to say, you should have said, people like you shouldn't breed more. <gasps> shouldn't breed more. Oh people
2: like, oh, that's what I should have yelled at the straight couple. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do tend to yell at people a lot when I'm on the bicycle. And I <laughs> I know I'm becoming that angry old man.
1: Do you have road rage, sir? I just...
2: It, it, Here's the thing.
1: <laughs>
2: I was taught as a young child to look both ways before you cross a street. Correct. Now, New York City has a lot of one-way streets, and I understand your yes. instinct is I only have to look one way. No. Right. Look both ways. You never know what the fuck mm-hmm. is coming at you. There are people on motorized scooters. <laughs> there's baby carriages. There's delivery trucks. You, no straight one follows people. the rules. <laughs> Annoying straight people. So look both ways and also – if the light is red, don't step out into the street. Even if you think, yes. oh, I'm just getting a head start. No, you're stepping into a bike lane, and you're going to get hit and or cause an accident. I, I've, I've ranted enough about this. Or
1: Actually, into a cement. I haven't ranted. Really <laughs> what it? pisses me off Tell is me. groups of people who hog up the sidewalk. Yes. <gasps> yeah, and, you're, and you can try and go somewhere, and they move mm-hmm. in slow. It's always tourists. And it's like, or, or it's children. Like,
2: Teenagers, th- mm-hmm. yes. Teenagers have no like respect for personal space. Or and old tu- and tourists are just morons. I
1: feel bad for at the old people sometimes, but they need yelled at too. Like, old
2: people, I give a pass to. I try not to yell at them unless they're my parents.
1: But they should. You know the <laughs> sidewalk rules. You are a New Yorker. You know the rules. Like it's not like you didn't grow up here. Like since no. you know the rules. Yeah, move the fuck away. And make a, make a hole. Do something. Like you can't be slow in my way. But yeah, how
2: about JB when there's a giant group coming toward you, and And and, no one, and and, and there's no room for you, so you literally have to (laughs) stand either stand still or walk backwards. I always go like this. I go. Can you see me? <laughs> Am I invisible?
3: You know what I would start, I start doing? yelling at them too.: I would
2: just go, "Red Rover, Red
1: Rover, let Steven come over and I just rush through them.
2: <laughs> I think that'd be really funny. I, they would. They would definitely <laughs> hide from you. <laughs> no. I,
1: I do the black people look it was like, I'm not moving. I'm standing right here. Either Ooh. you could go aside, go around, but don't touch me. Do not touch me. Do not sometimes not I do,
2: touch Sometimes you. I do this. I throw, I throw my arms. <laughs> my arms up in the air like what the fuck am i supposed to do What's happening like, like i can't going? go through you
3: I was watching- and i can't
2: move any further to the right so yeah. you're gonna have to take a step to your right now that's how physics works here's what
3: here's what i had learned on the netflix i was watching a, do- a documentary about like um people's automatic reactions to situations like their mind reads something that if you're a you should try this i've tried this and it works Mm -hmm. if you're a person and you just look past the person that's in your way that person unless they're completely dense will automatically move out of your way but you have to look like just past them and keep moving and not like uh what do you call it that's so
2: counterintuitive exactly because i try to look at them as if to say like hi no, oh, no. You, you have me. to look like just past like a now. See me. Feel me. Today on Touch the me. musical theater with Lamia. Fuck Michelle. me. <laughs> just um, like that. So pet peeve, Steve. You seem like you're not bothered by anything. Give us a a pet peeve. <laughs> I'm actually not bothered by anything. You know what does bother me though?
1: <laughs> Honestly, Small penises. Honest. Real quick about Steve. I think Steve is a very happy person. He like, is. She's a very bubbly. Like nothing. You could slap her in the face. She'd be like, Okay, well, I, th- I, be, I think okay.
2: I think there's probably something, some stuff that simmers underneath that he doesn't let out. Oh yeah, oh, yeah.
3: every this I would say, explain all the drinking. I say oh, <laughs> I love drinking. I say every bitch every ten years I have an explosion at something or someone. Like it's it's. When was the last time? Um, 2015. So I'm, I'm about to. You're about to. You're no, no. Tell do. me
2: the circumstances. Who was it?
3: Oh, you're gonna laugh. So I was watching Dear Evan Hansen. Mm -hmm. And there's the scene. This is like an emotional Mm buildup. There is a scene where uh, Evan is looking out the window and waiting for his dad to come back. God, this is going to be deep today. So I remember as little baby as Steven, waiting for my dad to come back and wondering why he's not coming back. Right, because your dad abandoned my dad the family life. just like Evan Hansen's. Yeah. So that was incredibly triggering for me. And just like, you know, like you get caught up in the moment, like everything that's happened. So whatever was that buildup was just so similar that I could not stop crying for three days. Wow. And I was like, I have to go to therapy because something is very wrong. And Lane's like, you have not stopped. Like everything, like you'd say, hi, Steven. You'd be like, oh my God, hi. <laughs> Like, everything. everything. That's very sad, but that also
2: speaks to the power of theater. Like, no. good theater does create catharsis. Yeah. So, how did you deal with it?
3: I went to therapy. Well, first, I went to the first therapy, and it was uh, talk therapy, which I don't know if you've ever heard They just let you talk. That's all it is. And Most
2: therapy these days.
3: Uh, I like more interaction. I like um, what a, trauma therapy is. A when lot they better. when they fuck you. I like I, you know. I do like when they fuck. Me. I've never fucked. My <laughs> I've fucked a doctor before. Only a dermatologist. I need some sex <laughs> therapy. Um, but he was like, we have to do some serious work. I'm like, what? And I was three days a week for six months in therapy. It was like crazy. And it just like kept coming out. Like everything kept coming out. And then from there, he was like, We need to recommend you to a trauma therapist. So I went to trauma therapy. Wow. Yeah, I went through a lot of therapy. And then, man, this
2: episode has been all over the right? place. And
3: then COVID <laughs> happened. And thank God I was still with my therapist because then that was like, that was heavy for me. COVID was a lot. Um, Do you feel
2: like you're in a better place with your daddy issues now?
3: Daddy, if you're listening, you can call it 804. I'm just kidding. Papa,
2: can you hear me? Um,
3: you know what it was How never I realized me? it's never really about my dad is what it was. I think that was like the trigger that led to everything else that i do quote unquote don't let bother me like everything just came out like word vomit like and this person did this, and I feel this way, and I don't feel like this is like it was like that sort of thing and then allowing what I learned in therapy is allowing to give myself space. To feel things, like I was a very cold, emotionless yes. person. I still kind of am, I think. Feel your feelings. Like I'm a very happy person, but that's like all
2: you get most, like you were saying to your point. Mm-hmm. Um, and See, also, I knew there was more going on yeah. under, underneath. <laughs> and I
3: also learned that it's okay to be selfish.
2: Yes. That's- well, self-care is not selfish. No,
3: but allowing yourself to... I heard Dr. Phil say that. Okay, it, allowing yourself to feel your emotions and to say no to people and yes to yourself was very
2: difficult for me. I'm so good at that. You are. I'm the queen of self-care. <gasps> oh, my God, color. we have an actual caller. Is
1: it? Is it uh, Evan Hansen? Uh, it's Billy and Philly. You're on the air. Oh, hey, Billy and Philly. Did What's I? up?
0: Hi, guys. Hello to everyone. Hi, Adam. Boy, you are such a veteran, Adam. My gosh, man, you are doing this thing. I have to ask you a question because I, even though I grew up across the bridge in Jersey. Yes. I still have a um, healthy fear of New York in terms of, like, driving, walking, just, you know, like like you said, I don't always know the rules. Are all three of you native? And, I mean, I, I know the other fellow said he was an immigrant. My question is going to be this. Was there ever a point, like, one incident where you said, I got to quit this fucking city, like, I can't do it, I can't make it here, or I got to fucking move outside in order to to deal was there one situation so billy i grew up in
2: suburban jersey in the 70s when new york when new york was a really fucking dangerous place and i remember my parents taking us into the city like to see a broadway show or to go to the museums and the city was terrifying to me (laughs) it was just teeming with like Hook, hookers and porn yep. theaters and and like con, like like shifty looking guys in overcoats selling watches and I, it was so scary to me but it was also like fascinating and then I didn't right. actually live here till ninety five. Now ninety five was still a little sketchy but like a world of difference from the seventies and I never really felt afraid even walking alone by myself at night mm. in Manhattan it I the only. Times I've ever felt scared in New York were immediately after 9-11 when I felt like there were going to be more attacks and I was on edge, like, constantly for weeks. And recently, New York has become a total shithole. We have a terrible mayor named Eric Adams who I did not vote for in the primary because I knew he was going to be a disaster. Crime is out of control. Homelessness is out of control. Everywhere you look, there's something scary happening on the corner. Like, this is not a great time to live in New York, I have to say. JB, what about you? Have you Do you feel safe or unsafe here? Okay,
1: so I'm a native New Yorker, born and raised in New York. Um, okay, so I to give you my example, my mom grew up also in New York, but she grew up as a woman in New York. Mm. And then she was also robbed and mugged and a whole lot of things. So she instilled fear into me. And I've learned, I have street smarts, I've learned a lot of things. But, you know, it was the fear that she instilled into me, I didn't see it out there until my older years. And it was more of the police. Yeah. You're, like, you're afraid of the cops. Yeah. And she also instilled that fear. I was like, Oh, that fear makes sense. But it was like the fear of the city. I was like, I don't see the fear of the city. I think the city has become way taped than it was <laughs> years ago. <laughs> so
2: crazy. It really varies by neighborhood too. Yeah. You know, yeah when, when, uh, Patrick and I were dating. Every time I would visit his neighborhood in Prospect Heights, Brooklyn, I felt so safe. Oh, yeah. Like, he lives on a serene little block across from a park, and it's every, everyone knows everyone else. It's very neighborly. And that's how my neighborhood, Hell's Kitchen, used to be. But now Hell's Kitchen is filled with scary characters. And when I'm <laughs> walking it. my dog late at night, I'm just like, please don't anyone jump out at me.
3: Yeah. Uh, leave me be. Leave me be.
2: Yeah.
3: And oh, I've only yeah. been here since 2008, and uh, yeah, I would agree. I, it was never scary that what I was told when we moved in is, uh, or when I moved in, I should say, is uh, you're not a real New Yorker until you've been mugged. I have not been mugged. So today will be my first day after the show. Um, thank you for putting that out there, Steve. <laughs> but
2: yeah, I think it's just... It's, I've never been mugged. It's
1: changed. I, I've, I have been half mugged.
2: I had my iPhone stolen when I like set it down for a second, but that's not, mm. that's no, not violent.
1: Like, okay. So I guess I, this is why I say half mugged because it was a child. He, I had Beats headphones, you know, a thing, huge thing. And he just took my headphones off my head. I chased him down. Got my headphones back. But I, lo- I, I lost the wire. So, oh. <laughs> I
3: would have been pissed.
1: I was pissed because that was my favorite wire. But, yeah, so I guess half mugged. Uh, I would have gone to go BestBuy.com
3: and said, You're you brave
1: to chase
2: your, your mugger. Yeah. I would never chase anyone. I know. I know, right? Because it- <laughs> I would just be like,
1: please. <laughs> See the difference? Help was, me. It was a circumstance. I had to weigh in my hand. He's running, so he has no weapon. I'm good but, to chase after him. I'm the bigger person in this situation because if he did have weight or something against me, he would have just stood there and asked me for
0: everything. Mm.
2: Anyway, Billy, yeah. come to New York. I, you're can probably going to be fine. For- can I
0: can I just share one tiny thing? Please, In sir. the 70s, my well, one of my older brothers, he took me, I probably was like about 11 or 12, and he brought me to Madison Square Garden to see a Parliament Funkadelic concert. So that kind of a crowd, you know, I was sort of huddled under his wing, and then he took me to some of the, you know, the shops and stuff, along the head shops along, you know, 42nd, so I got to see, you know, the, the, the true smut of it all. And then when I got into college, I went to like Montclair State, across the pond, and in 1985, Whitney was playing at Carnegie, and I was like, fuck whatever New York has got going on, I have to go see my girl. And that was when I just like got on the bus and went over there and just braved the cold and did what I had to do. And even then, after the show let out, I went to some of the head shops and got the greatest couple of Whitney posters. And it was still a little bit of you know, uh, Hulu Girls and you know, Peep Show stuff going on. But it wasn't that bad. I remember even traveling with my roommate um, freshman year. We went to um, Washington Square Park for Halloween. And so it was, you know, it was very exciting and stuff like that. But I just kept thinking to myself, I would be the person to step off the, off the curb and get m- matted down by a buck. Because I, my, my awareness leaves me. I'm so, like, the smell of the city is so Boo. intoxicated. We're almost out of time, but thank you so much for calling. Yes,
2: and uh, if you come to New York, we will protect you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, bye, honey. Thanks for bye. calling. Man, the chat room exploded with that topic. Everyone has lots to say about New York City and nice. how dangerous and disgusting it is. Listen, yeah. I love New York. It's my favorite yeah. city in the See. world. I'm sad by what's happened to it because of COVID and because of Eric Adams. And I'm I'm hopeful that it will come back because it always mm. does. But yeah, I'm. this is probably the worst living uh, yeah. conditions that I've witnessed in New York as an adult.
3: I would agree. Still better
2: that. than the 70s. In yeah. the 70s, you had Son of Sam running around, shooting people in the head. There were so many murders. There was so much violence.
1: Okay. I think I feel like to get a feel of classic, you have to watch the old TV shows. I guess not old TV shows. I guess the early two thousand, early 90s shows like uh, CSI and shit dun, like that. Because I was dun, watching dun, it and they was talking about Son of Sam and the hookers and the peep shows. I was like... No, that shit's around Forty Second Street anymore. No, Forty right? Second Street's now like well
2: now, but now everything every other shop on Forty Second Street is is boarded up. Like that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, we're just now. we're in such a economic depression and what a happy way to end this (laughs) dnr takeover once again i'm adam sank you can listen to the adam sank show every saturday at 11 a.m eastern right here at dnrstudios.com with the dnr plus subscription (laughs) uh you can follow me on twitter at adam sank also on instagram at adam sank steve and jb plug yourselves
3: i am cub mexi on instagram and steve jazaro medina on facebook
1: I am stalking stalking anarchy12, only on Instagram.
2: And coming up this Saturday on The Adam Sank Show, we have Eric Marcus, the host of Making Gay History, which is an incredible uh, podcast, also the name of his archive and his book. He interviewed some of the most incredible, legendary uh, LGBTQ figures of all time, some of them right before they died. So it's a fascinating episode. Uh, We also talked about a lot of fun stuff. So tune in this Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern to hear that. And email me, me, at adam at adamsank.com. And you can also leave a voicemail on the ASS hotline, 804-TALK-ASS. Thank you all so much for listening. I love you all. I love you so much. How much time do we have left, Oh, Oh, we're done.
1: We're done. Oh, Oh, bye. (laughs)
0: Get enough of the show? Follow them on Twitter at DNR Show or like them on Facebook.
1: And don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe to DNR 2.0 at DerekandRomaine.com.